Well, good morning, High Point Church. It is so good to be with you this morning at church. I know that this is a new way to do things, but I love, I'm just so excited that I can still be with you. And I'm really pretending that you're right here with me. I feel you in my heart. And um, I just am so grateful that we can do church. Like what a great day we live in right now that we can still have church, even though all these crazy circumstances are going on right now. I mean, speaking of what is going on in the world right now, I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room. It is crazy. It's it's uncertain. There's a lot of questions, I'm sure, that we've all had. Um, My goodness, we've all turned into homeschool moms. What is that about? I mean, who thought right before spring break, we're planning our awesome time with our kids and now we're homeschooling them. Like what is going on? So I just want to encourage you that God is in control. It's an exciting time. And I believe that God's given me a message today for this very moment. And I'm excited to share it with you. So let's pray. God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you that we're able to gather, that we have this technology, that we can all be together, Lord. Even though we're in our homes, Father, we are here together in our hearts. We're here together in the spirit. And Father, in fact, in your word, you said that we're two or more gathered, Lord, that you are here in our midst. And Father, with this reach, we're able to reach, with this technology, Father, we're able to reach more people than ever. And so I thank you that you are here in our presence. We worship you. We dedicate this service to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, I am just um, excited about the word, the message that God gave for me this morning. Um, it, I want you to know that it is an honor and a privilege to stand up here on this platform and to be able to give you the word today. You know, I was thinking about with all this craziness going on, um, I was reading Esther chapter 414 and it says this, it says, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another place. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Wow, that is powerful. That is powerful. And I love that because it's a reminder to us, the church, not to remain silent during this time, not to pull back, not to retreat in our homes and be comfortable, but to represent Jesus well. You know, I was thinking about our sermon series. We planned this sermon series months ago before we knew any of this was going to happen. And in fact, I would like to say that none of us really knew that this was coming, but God laid it on our hearts to have a sermon series called represent, or even you could even rephrase it, represent, like representing Jesus by representing him well. And man, I I just think of that scripture goes so good with it that, that we have come into this kingdom right now for such a time as this. People's hearts are, are ready, they're, so, they're fresh soil, just ready to receive truth and reassurance right now. And, and that's what God wants us to do. He's calling us to be his ambassadors right now in this moment. I love that. You know, when it says um, that we have been brought into the kingdom for such a time this, as this, I think about the kingdom of God and what it, what it is. And, you know, the kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. You know, the, it's the culture of heaven. You know, every, every home has their own culture and every house has their own culture. In fact, churches have culture and you've probably even experienced culture in your workplace. But the kingdom of God is a culture of heaven. It's his way of doing things and, and uh, makes me think of Romans 14, 17. It says the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I love that. And so I want to talk to you this morning about how can we bring righteousness, 
peace and joy at a time like this? Like, how can we truly be Christ's ambassadors during this season right now? Which, by the way, we're all in this together. Like, this is something that's affecting the entire world. You know, I think about when we experienced Harvey just a few years back, you know, all of us in Houston, we, we gathered together the, the, the Houston church, man, it was incredible. In fact, it was said that, that um, the government and FEMA, as great as they did, they couldn't keep up with all the needs. It was a church who came to the aid of people. It was a church who brought the love of Christ, and it was a church who represented Jesus so well. And, and this is a time that that is it, it actually, I believe Harvey prepared us for this time because we are representing Jesus to the world now. We're all going through this. But how can we bring righteousness, peace, and joy to our neighbors and to those around us? And for those that are still working, like the first responders that are working overtime in the workplace, it's hard to do that when we have our own concerns. But it's also exciting because people are listening. That for the first time, I believe that well, not the first time, but I believe it's a time in our life when we go through trials and different things like this where we're not sure what tomorrow may bring, people are ready to listen, especially when, it's, when, it's, when the kingdom of God is presented with an open heart and with love. And that's what I love about it. You know, the, um, the first thing in that scripture is the kingdom of God is righteousness. How can we be, bring righteousness? You know, there's a lot of people asking us, you know, how, how can I be sure that I'm righteous and that I'm in right standing with God and let alone assure other people of their, their right standing with God? And you know, that word righteousness just means that. It means right standing with God. How can we be sure that, that we can assure others if I'm not sure myself? Well, I just want to encourage you with this scripture, and it's found in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, and it says, that um, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. And I want to stop there for a minute because anyone has the opportunity to come to know Christ. All you have to do is believe in your heart that, that Jesus is your Savior and tell God of the things in your life that you just want to get forgiveness from. The, you know, that word repent does not mean um, that you are in trouble or anything, any con condemnation is coming against you. Repent just means to let God know the things that you want to get right in your life and just turn around. It means to do a complete turnaround in your life and do your best to follow him. And that's all you have to do. In fact, there's another scripture that says those that call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Salvation will come to your house today. And that's all that means. And if you have prayed that prayer and you've accepted Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior, you're in Christ. You're a new creation. And I want to remind you that Christianity is not based on behavior. It's based on a heart, a heart, a relationship with the Lord. That's it. And just like you can be in relationship with your friends and, and uh, your spouse, um, it's that type of intimate relationship with Jesus. So right standing with God. Therefore, if anyone in Christ, the new is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him, talking about Jesus, who had 
no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There's so much packed into that one scripture. So I want to I want to pick it apart just for a minute. I want to make sure we all understand what is being said here. The first thing that is is that if you accepted Jesus in your heart, you are righteous. You are in right standing with God. In fact, there's another scripture in Colossians 1:21 that says, "Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body." As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. So when you just, we have to be clear here that when you are a child of God, he sees you as perfect. And you might be saying, but how can that be? Like just yesterday, I did something really bad that I'm ashamed of, or I was thinking these awful thoughts, but you have to understand that, that G, that God views you through Jesus. So it's God, and then it's Jesus, and then it's you. So he sees you as perfect because Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us so that we could have right standing with God. So be assured of your salvation. If you have never asked Jesus into your heart, it's not too late. Now is the time. Um, so many people try to clean themselves up before you know they come into a relationship with Jesus because they feel like they don't deserve it. But let me just um, set you at peace that none of us deserve it. I don't deserve it. And, um, and that's actually good news because, again, it's grace that covers us. Jesus come, allows that righteousness because of grace. Nothing that we can do. In fact, there's nothing we've done or ever can do to make him take away that grace because he loves us. Unless we you know, verbally say, renounce our Christianity. But there is nothing other than that that can take that away from you, that assurance that you are righteous. So with that understanding, you can, you can speak righteousness to others and right standing. And then the second thing in that scripture, how can we bring peace at a time like this? Peace is such a, a word that I feel like is thrown, thrown around all the time. In fact, you know, Scott and I, we preach peace all the time, but you know, it's another thing to experience peace in your own storm. And when you're, when things are going crazy and you just need peace. In fact, it makes me think of a scripture in the Bible, a story in the Bible where Jesus is with his 12 disciples and he's hanging out with them and they just fed, the Bible says 5,000 men. So you can imagine with women and children, how many people that, that was that day. I mean, that's a lot of people. So the disciples just witnessed this huge miracle. And then they got into a boat to, to go on to the other side. In fact, Jesus said, let's get in the boat. Let's go to the other side. And there was this great storm. In fact, the wind and the waves were so great that the water was filling up the boat. And Jesus was in the stern of the boat asleep. He was asleep in the storm. Right there, that should model peace for us to just be able to sleep in the storm. What does that mean? You know, and it's so funny because the disciples came to Jesus and they were like, what, what is wrong with you? Are you crazy? Like, you're just going to let us drown? And Jesus stood up and he said, come on, we just performed all these miracles. Okay. This is my version of it. I just, I just fed all these men. In fact, you fed them. You fed them. You helped me do it. Now you think I did all that just to bring you here in the middle of the storm and drown. And then he looked at the wind and waves and he said, peace, be still. Peace, be still. And I want to speak that over you this morning. Peace, be still. The only way that we can be an ambassador of Christ and speak peace to others is to have peace ourselves. 
I want you to practice peace even today, even all you moms out there trying to homeschool your kids and maybe even trying to work from home at the same time. I'm in the same boat. I am, I'm, <laughs> Zoom has become my best friend. I'm in Zoom meetings, I'm working, and all of a sudden I'm homeschooling my own kids too. But you know what? I prayed peace over myself and I know that I can do this with peace. I love this. This is another scripture, one of my favorites in John 14, 27. It's Jesus and he's telling his disciples are, are upset over him explaining to them that he must leave and go be with the Father. And he says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. I love that. I love that he didn't just say, I'm giving you a gift of peace. He said that the peace I give is the peace that the world cannot give. And you know, you turn on the news and it's the opposite of peace. Um, you, you look for other ways to bring you peace and it just doesn't happen. But when we lean into the peace of Jesus, it's a gift. It's such a gift. It'll come over you just like, almost like a drug. I mean, just a peace. It'll come over you and it will hush that anxiety. I love it. It also says in that, not only is it a gift, it says, don't be troubled or afraid. So I just want to speak that also to you this morning. Don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. I know that we don't know what tomorrow may hold, but God does. This was no surprise to God. And although I do not believe God caused any of this, this is all from the enemy, period. I've heard all kinds of crazy things going on, but God did not cause this, this virus and this uncertainty. But he does promise to make good for, come out of all of this. And so I just speak peace to you this morning. And then the other one is joy. How can we bring joy? How do we be joyful? How can we be joyful during this time? And, uh, you know, I just want to remind you, I know you all know this, but I remind you that joy is a choice, not an emotion. You know, I used to think that joy was based on my circumstances. You know, have you ever come home or, or you started out your day and it was really bad? I don't know. Everything was going wrong in your house and it just goes from bad to worse. In the car, when you get to work and you get home, you're like, that was the worst day ever. I mean, we have all, we've all said that. And, and you know, I, so in that situation, you're basing your joy on your circumstances, the way your day is going. But I'll encourage you to, to remember that joy is a choice and you can stop that dead in its, its tracks. When, when you seem to be having a bad day or you're overwhelmed or stressed by all this overtime working and all this change that's going on, just remember to choose joy. So what does that look like? Nehemiah 8.10 says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay, so the opposite of strength is weakness. And during this time, we need all the strength we can get. We need the joy of the Lord. And then Psalms 118.24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It didn't just say we will have joy and be glad in it. It says we will rejoice. Rejoice means I'm going to have joy over and over and over and over. I'm going to continue to choose joy. And then, of course, James 1 two, three, four. Okay. I'm not a fan of this scripture. I'm just going to tell you this right now because it gets me every time, every time I'm, I'm speaking this scripture and I'm speaking over my life. God will test me and take me through a situation where I have to choose joy. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great 
joy. Like, why did he have to put great in there? Why can't he just say joy, you know? Great joy, opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. That is so good. Like, let, consider this an opportunity for great joy. Choose joy in the middle of this mess and this, these crazy things that are going on. You know, um, joy is very contagious. I know other things are being spread right now that are contagious and that's a bad word going around right now, but joy is contagious. You know, bring joy. You can bring joy to others. You can, you can be an ambassador of Christ simply by choosing joy in a high stressful situation. I want you to practice it this week. Choose joy and bring joy to others whenever, the, whenever tensions are high and things are going on that are, that are just um, scary and uncertain. You know, I want to leave you uh, with a scripture, you know, before I, I'm going to, I'm going to summarize everything we just talked about. And then I want to leave you with a scripture that's so good and almost like a, a, a charge for this week to, to memorize. I want to encourage you to memorize the scripture and just let it go over and over in your heart and let it really seep in and get into your heart. And that's Philippians 4, 4 through 7. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. There's that word again, rejoice. You know, choose joy over and over. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful promise from God. I love in the end there, he says, well, not only is he saying, don't be anxious about anything. Uh, that's easier said than done. I realize that. It says that when you start getting anxious, present everything that you need through prayer and petition to God. What, we know what prayer is. It's simply talking to God. But what is petition? A petition is an actual legal term that, that, that lawyers use and anyone in, in, um, in law uses to formalize something to make it come into effect. And you, it, it, it takes people signing it to go into um, effect and to be legal. And so I encourage you to petition God, like write down what your requests are, bring them before God every day, uh, pray over your family and friends and the needs that you have, petition God, it's right here. In every situation, don't be anxious, pray and petition God, let your, present your requests to God. And then the peace of God is going to guard your hearts and minds. Your hearts, I believe, because when we tend to get anxious, um, our, sometimes our hearts, it'll affect our heart. It really will. Not only our physical heart, sometimes our heart will beat faster and we'll start feeling sick. I remember um, the other day I was getting really anxious about having to um, completely turn my entire business of homeschooling kids and tutoring them all online. And then on top of that, us doing a whole way of church. You know, we, we are so concerned about you. We want to get the word out. We want to still be able to minister to you. So all these changes are going on at the same time. And, you know, my heart was racing and I was starting to feel flush. And then, then I started thinking, oh my goodness, what if I have the virus? And I mean, your, your mind can do crazy things when you're anxious. Anxiety is a real thing. And I just stopped. I, I prayed peace over myself and I was fine. So I don't want to hear any mail or comments. I'm not sick, okay? So don't email us and think I'm sick. I'm not. But, um, but I had to pray this over myself. 
Don't be anxious about everything. Just pray. Petition God. Thanksgiving. We have so many things to be thankful for. I mean, we are blessed. I, w- I was um, talking to one of my friends this week about um, how, you know, about being blessed. And she was concerned that if she used that word blessed, that the opposite of blessed was cursed. And it would make it seem like people, businesses that are closing and people who are sick were the cursed ones. But we're the blessed ones because everything's fine. But, but I want to show you that that's not at all. We are blessed because... We have food. We are blessed because we are well. We are blessed because we live in a country that is helping us do good things and and take care of ourselves. Like we are all blessed. And the way that you can realize how blessed you are is by, um, you know, looking at some other people that are not so fortunate on, on the other side of the world or other people who don't have the means that we have. And so we are definitely blessed. Um, there's no, no question about that. So I just want to encourage you to let that peace transcend your heart. God is good. God is for you. He has not forgotten you. I want to encourage you again to be an ambassador, represent God by by bringing righteousness, peace, and joy to others around you. Before we leave today, I just want to pray for you. Let's, Let's pray together. You know, we talked about that assurance of righteousness earlier on, and I just want to make sure everyone that's hearing this message that you are sure of your salvation. You are sure of your right standing with God. So if you are, if you're not sure, or you want to rededicate your life, let's pray this prayer together. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the promise that all we have to do to have salvation is to call on the name of the Lord. We thank you for that. We call on you, Jesus. We invite you into our hearts. Lord, we say that you have your way, that your kingdom, the kingdom of God, the culture of heaven will rule and reign in my life today. Help me, God. Help us all, God, to be an ambassador of Christ, to represent you well. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. God, I pray a special protection over everyone in our church family, Lord, the capital C church, our whole church family. We pray for protection. I pray that you'll bless them, Lord, that you'll provide every need according to your riches and glory. We trust you, and we say that you are good, even in the middle of a trial. You are good, and we love you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.